Well, hello, everybody. I am so glad that you have decided to join me for the episode today and really just engage into the A Few of My Favorite Things podcast once again. Today, I am so pleased to have an amazing guest on the show. She is a uh, student at the University of Florida. She is a sophomore this year, majoring in international studies. She is just really someone I have just met this summer and have really grown to admire just for her intellect and just really her sense of just go get it nature and just basically have a plan just for now in undergrad and basically for the future in law school as she aspires to be a lawyer as well. And joining me for the show today, I have Clara Sonical. So Clara, how are you doing today? Good. That was such a sweet introduction. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Um, I tried my best, but I think as it relates to just the people listening on and just for me in general, I feel like you would just do such a much better job just explaining just a little bit about yourself. So please do so. Of course. So hello, everybody. My name is Clara Calabia Sarnago. I was born and raised in a very small town in Spain called Soria. It is only like 40,000 people, which is crazy because it could like fit into the stadium at my university. So everybody knows each other and it's super small, super rural. Um, in 2012, I'm just, my parents and I decided to move to Miami, Florida. My dad in Spain was an English teacher and he was approved for a program with the U.S. Department of Education where they basically uh, choose teachers in Spain to bring them over to the United States to teach. So my dad was chosen, which was super exciting. And we were only supposed to be in Miami only for three years, but we loved it so much that we tried our best to um, kind of extend that, extend, I'm sorry, that visa. And here we are. So like Garrett said, now I'm 19, so much older. And now I'm an honor student at the University of Florida, Go Gators. I am studying international studies and economics, and I love to be involved on campus. I have various internships going on, and I am excited for what the future has to bring. Very interesting. And hey, I told you you would do just such a much better job ex- just explaining yourself and just your resume, just because it really is quite impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And just uh, just kind of going into it as well, I just found that aspect of you being from Spain really interesting. So. Obviously, you uh, moved to the U.S. for the first time going into when the average American would basically be in middle school. So I guess how was that transition? It wasn't too bad just because we moved to Miami, Florida, where basically everybody speaks Spanish because there's such a high like Hispanic, Latino uh, population. So what we were mostly scared about was the fact that, oh, like maybe we don't understand people because I might speak English. But because it was Miami, Florida, like everybody speaks Spanish. Um, so it wasn't too hard just because we could communicate in like, restaurants, supermarkets, especially in school. Like all my teachers knew Spanish, all my friends knew Spanish. So it wasn't too terrible. I think it was just mostly kind of like transitioning into kind of like the social aspect that we weren't expecting just because we came from a very small town. So having that like small town now turn into such a big like Miami, um, we were not used to. So I think it was mostly challenging in that aspect but thankfully with Miami there were so many people that were willing to help us with Spanish and stuff like that. Hey that's just great to hear going from the beginning stages of being that 12 year old kind of just starting out in an American setting to say later in adolescence say in high school what was that like especially as you got to be more familiar with the country more familiar with the culture the education system how did that make you feel and how are you comfortable in your environment? 
thankfully it went well i think the biggest shock was kind of uh, like the education system is just not the same even like the grade levels just are not like in spain you have like primero de la eso which would correlate to like seventh grade so even switching all those like numbers and names was uh, confusing um and here for example like in middle school and high school you have like elective courses which like in spain that's not even a thing you just have to be put in the classes that they make you so it was a very um interesting but i guess fun shock because most of the things um i would say are better here in the united states at least in the education system but uh yeah it's it's been exciting you said you're at the university of florida what would you say was the thing that made you feel most at home at that university um well it's only five hours away from miami it's five hours north so it does have a lot of uh, Hispanic and Latino like people and culture, which I loved because I, you know, I would love to be involved with like the Hispanic Student Association and stuff like that. And considering it was close enough to where like my parents could come for a weekend and I would still have that sense of community within the Hispanic people and community that made me feel at home. I think that's why I, you know, out of all the schools that I applied to and got in, uh, thankfully, that's why I chose UF. I guess from a state like Mississippi, it might just be kind of inconceivable to just drive five hours to the state because um, if you went from like, say, Gulfport and you drove five hours north, you would probably be in Memphis, which is, I guess, technically right outside of Mississippi. But just Florida is just so big and so long. So uh, Miami's basically just the bottom of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully the drive isn't too terrible. Sometimes it's five hours, sometimes it's eight hours because of traffic. <laughs> it's just, it's whatever you get that day, but it's not so bad. It could be worse. It could be worse. Hey, yeah, uh, that is true. That is very true. But yeah, um, also you, you said you would wanted to go to UF just because it would just give you the greater opportunity to invest into student organizations, especially also just in the Latino community, especially. Um, what were some of those organizations that you did invest in? Yes. Yeah, so, for example, I'm in the Hispanic Student Association, like I said before. I During my first semester on campus, which was spring 2021, because the first semester from my freshman year stayed at home because of COVID. Um, I partook in like a, a leadership program, which was super fun because it really got me involved in the organization and I made a lot of friends. Some of my best friends now, like I met through there. So that was awesome. That kind of UF gave us that ground for us to meet and stuff like that. I also applied and got into the student admissions officers where we give tours to prospective students and kind of like tips and tricks with the application which I love. I love working with like prospective students and kind of like in a way selling what UF is all about. But I love talking about UF. I could talk about UF for literally months. So um, <laughs> that's an organization that I love. Yeah, I'm hoping to get more involved now that I am on campus, basically 100%. But yeah. Hey, you definitely have a lot of time. Uh, I know you were telling me just before the show started that uh, really it was a situation where you basically had to kind of do everything your freshman year online and frankly down here in uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi at the University of Southern Mississippi. Go Eagles, right? We basically had a year online and it was a drag. It was a lot different than my first year of college or at least the first half of my first year yeah. of college, especially because I transferred, but I can understand that, especially now going into your sophomore year. First year was a little iffy, but you still got three more good years. So yes. I can really understand why you are really looking forward to just going all in. Yep, I'm super excited. I'm excited for the uh, upcoming semester as well. 
I want to also go into the fact that, you know, since you've been here a while and you have plenty of experience in really both countries, the United States and Spain, I guess just what's your opinion of the United States kind of based in your perspective of, you know, living in Spain for a very big portion of your life? Yes, um, I love the U.S. I mean, that's clearly why I'm like here. Like I, I could have gone back to Spain, but we kept like renewing the visa and stuff like that. Um, I think especially for my education and I guess for everybody's education, it really is the best. I was, you know, like I was telling you before, especially with middle school, high school and college, it's very hands on. You can get internships, you can get jobs. You like I was mentioning before, you can have electives. You can just do so many more things that you can do in other countries. And like in Spain, you don't have internships. You can barely get a job with the electives as well. I was super excited when like in my high school, they literally give you like a whole sheet of like paper just filled with electives they could take. It just allows you to experiment with different things. So you could do like TV production, you could do weight training, you could do so many things that kind of can guide you through your passions that I think is very important because I think it shapes the person you will become in the future and it allows you to just experiment with what you want to do that over there in Spain you can't really do because it's more set in stone. Um, so as far as the education system, I do prefer here, even though like, you know, there's not one place that's good or bad. Hey, that's really interesting. And I know that you uh, noticed some specific electives. I know you noted uh, weight training, uh, what you squat two plates or something. Uh. <laughs> I, have no, I don't know. I was always saying like the performing arts, so like TV production, like stuff like that. So I didn't really go into the physical, but I know it's there for people that want it. So that's cool. Uh, hey, I understand that. I uh, I was invested into journalism and, mm -hmm. and bands, so uh, it wasn't really too much of my forte either. Yeah. So I was interested in weightlifting for a while, just never manifested itself. But yeah, I can relate. Don't worry. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about as well is politics. Um, now, you don't have to tell me who you voted for or anything <laughs> like that nature, but really as an outsider kind of looking in and living in the United States, uh, What's your prognosis on American politics, especially compared to Spain? Well, technically, I could tell you who I voted for, but I can't because I can't vote. Right. So even if I wanted to, <laughs> I can't. So sucks. But no, I'm kidding. Um, it, it was super interesting because I, I just came from Spain and I hadn't been there in like two years. So, you know, the elections, like the 2020 elections, like I just came from like the result. And it's really interesting to see because especially with the media, you know, we always talk about like, fake news and all that stuff but it's very interesting to see what non-americans think of americans as far as like what they see in the news i do think here it's much more like people are fighting in a sense i think people in spain don't take politics as seriously which i think could be a bad thing because i do think it's very important to you know be involved be informed to get informed and make the best decision uh, or like vote for yourself and what you think is best for the country, for yourself, for your family and stuff like that. Um, so I do love that in the United States, people take it much more seriously. People uh, do want to get more informed. I know like some of my friends are even like volunteering with like certain candidates, like platforms and stuff like that. That's amazing. As an 18 year old, being able to help in a platform that you believe in, whether it's one party or the other one, I think it's amazing. In Spain, you can't even do that. You just vote when you're 18, I believe, and that's it. Um, so I do like that people here are more passionate about their views, uh, whether I might agree with some of them or not, but, you know, that's that's just the country that we live in now. Hey, uh, I think I understand what you're trying to say, don't worry. But um, I guess that's just really interesting to 
think about and just see just because it's kind of the question uh, I think a lot of Americans just at least on some level ask themselves like how do people you know above us below us uh, on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean just think how we do things especially in the realm of politics so you know it's kind of interesting to see that viewpoint because you might expect a foreigner to say y'all are crazy or something like that but uh it's really interesting to hear that perspective yeah and i think it's very interesting because there are a lot of things that i won't mention like because it will just be a long talk that like some people in spain might be like oh like that's crazy like how could this happen how could that but at the same time you have to realize that like the u.s has been here for a long time and they, they just have their own way of thinking uh whether some people might argue it's good or bad that's just the way things are just like in spain there's some things that people look at and they're like how could they do that like what are they thinking like that's just the way things are and people just have to like understand that it's also important to notice how like for example spain like they do make a lot of decisions for themselves for themselves sorry but they also have to kind of follow what the european union says so again not to get like too political or to go in depth but like with the vaccines like spain could not get a lot of the vaccines just like many other countries because they were also under like the european union so at least it was really good that the United States kind of has like more, I guess, power for themselves just because they can dictate uh, at least faster, like what they want to do and stuff like that. And that's a really interesting uh, perspective. And something that kind of makes me think about what you just said was just United Kingdom with Brexit. Does it make you think like, should Spain do Spexit or something? I don't think so. Just because like, I just I, like, like the UK lost a lot of, I guess, European Union perks that I think they're going to, like, maybe not regret entirely, but, like, it's going to become a mess. I was reading an article how, like, now when people in the UK, when they go to, like, Spain, for example, for traveling, they have to buy, like, a plan for, like, the phone, which, like, might sound silly, but, like, that's an extra step that people have to, like, see and stuff like that. And, you know, just being part of the European Union does give you a lot of perks, like, for the military and protection and border security and stuff like that. But, you know, with the vaccines, like, it did not really help them. Um, I know, like, I got my vaccine really early on, and when I went to Spain in the summer, like, nobody in my town had it, just because, you know, it got delayed, million other things. So, you know, the U.S. are, the U.S. does have a lot of power that they can use for a really positive way, for example, the vaccine, or at least just getting the vaccines to those who do want to get them. Hmm. It's very interesting. Um, I'm glad that you uh, gave your opinion on that, because that's also just a really interesting perspective as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess also just from a social aspect, especially just just living day to day life, just say as a Spanish citizen or an American resident, what is it just like as, I guess, a sense of cultural um, living, especially between the two countries? Um, I think, I mean, just the biggest thing is what I was saying before talking about, excuse me, the fact that I came from like a very, very small town. So it was very social like you walk to get your bread you go walk to do the groceries you talk to the registrar who is is like the son of the neighbor like it's just much more social when coming here everybody's kind of just go 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 which i love i think just because i would consider myself like a little bit of a workaholic so i like to just do my own thing and do my work um but it is very different just because here you can't gather around like a restaurant as much or like you can't really walk that many places at least in like miami where i'm from like you like there's not even sidewalks so you just can't do those things uh so that was a big shock to us because you know we love to hang out with our family you can go to like little restaurants and stuff like that that just here you can't really do as much but you know, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. 
Yeah, I guess it's safe to say there isn't much of a siesta in Miami, Florida, right? Yeah, no. In in Spain, it's like it's it's happening at like five o'clock. You're taking a siesta. It's it's done. Another aspect of that as well is just when they eat is much later. So I found that quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. So when were you, I guess, eating dinner back in Spain? Well, it was like 10 p.m. Oh wow. <laughs> right, like you guys here don't eat like 7 p.m. Maybe like dinner. Yeah, like 7 p.m. is typically when I eat, yeah. Right, exactly. So, like, now that I'm coming back from Spain, like, my eating schedule's messed up because I'm like, I don't know when I should eat because I don't want people to think I'm, like, weird for eating at, like, 11, but... <laughs> right. And I guess that's, like, primetime televisions at, like, 9, 10 o'clock then, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's just really interesting. It's like, everything's pushed back three hours, but I guess that just kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's not that there's anything right or wrong with it. It's just the way things just happen in that country. Exactly. That's something that, like, my parents always kind of, like, taught me since we came. That just because things are in your way or, like, the way you think they should be doesn't mean they're necessarily wrong. And, like, Spain has a lot of good things and bad things, and America has a lot of good things and bad things. But that doesn't, like, that difference doesn't make it wrong. You know what I mean? And I think just understanding that and understanding the that things are the way they are and I'm super happy here and I'm super happy there. I think that's that's important to to think for myself, you know? Of course, and that just really makes a lot of sense. And oftentimes I feel like that can unfortunately kind of just transcend into the way some Americans even view other cultures, like, hey, that's the wrong thing to do that, or hey, you're in America, you should do A, B, or C instead of D, E, or F. So. Uh, having that perspective is, you know, sometimes you got to change some stuff, but at a certain point, you got to kind of stay true to how you do things, stay true to who you are. And if people give you heck for it, I mean, uh, maybe they should take a, a nap or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what's your prognosis as it just relates to America, as it relates to Spain? And you can start off, I guess, with uh, Spain and the U.S. and then you can go to yourself. Spain, I hope they get better with vaccines. I hope they get better with covid because, I mean, both countries are struggling a lot, especially with Spain, because they just don't have access to, like, vaccines and stuff like that. Everything is just very slow. So I do hope that even for next year, next year I go, I'm sorry, like, for summer, that things are getting better because people are very scared. And it's hurt a lot of, like, unemployment and stuff like that. Like, nobody has a job, so it's it's pretty terrible. As well as for the U.S., I know we've been going through a lot lately with elections, with COVID, with everything. So I do hope that things settled down eventually because you know we all thought covid would be over by now but definitely not over yet but and yeah I'm, I'm excited for college i'm excited to get more involved i'm excited for law school if i decide to go finally and i'm excited for the future it's very interesting to hear and since i noticed that you mentioned law school what aspect of the law would you want to go into and if you're even there yet you have a ideal law school in mind I would love to do like immigration law. I don't know what law school. I know like if I stay at UF, for example, like I would have like a discounted like tuition, I think they call it. So like that's something to look for. But then again, it's like Gainesville where like not, there's not that many like Hispanic people compared to like Miami. So, I mean, I definitely have time. I have like three years to hopefully figure it out. But the plan would be like law school with like immigration law. Very, very interesting beyond the realm of law school do you think that might tell you to kind of just stay in the u.s go back to spain or maybe even a mixture of both i don't know i don't know i think i mean especially for my education like undergraduate law school masters like as far as education i would love to stay here but i don't know i don't know i also want to be able to have a degree that allows me to practice whatever i'm doing in both places just because for example like many healthcare or like stem 
degrees when you go to Spain, like they don't really translate. Like it, like it doesn't mean anything to them basically. So I would, you know, want to pursue something that also kind of have a has power or like has meaning over there in case that I ever want to move. Because my parents would love to retire in Spain or like whenever they retire here, they would love to go to Spain because that's you know where they were born. That's where they have their parents and stuff like that. But we'll see how that goes. It's very interesting. And if you're ever looking for, I guess, a side hustle to kind of support living in Spain as well as the United States, divorce is another thing that happens in that country. We always need divorce lawyers or we always need tax lawyers. So that's another thing. I know that sounds a little cynical, but, you know, <laughs> got to broaden your horizons, right? Yeah. I think it's very important to just always follow your passions and take every opportunity that, like, America is giving you. There are so many things that the U.S. offers socially, culturally, politically, just take advantage of everything that you want to do and follow your passion, follow your dreams. I think it's it's very important. Very interesting perspective. Clara, thank you so much for providing it. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have just really enjoyed this episode and really enjoyed listening to this very interesting perspective. Clara just added so much to the podcast, just as all the other guests do. And it really was just an immense joy to have her on the show. So thank you so much, Clara. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And as always, stay prosperous.